Hi, this is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is our chosen podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. So we've been talking about some of the words for 2024. And like I told you last week, I have to hear it consistently. You know, some people think they have the only word. Well, if you think you have the only word, you don't. Then it may not be a word from heaven because the Holy Spirit is one. He's consistent. And if he's saying it to you, he's saying it. And I've, I heard so many things in 2023 about this year. And then I started reading it just across the board because it's, there's one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one spirit. So it's not going to be something exclusive. I mean, the Bible says that no prophecy is a private interpretation. That means if you think you're the only one, something's wrong. Even Elijah didn't get away with that. Remember when he just complained to the Lord and said, I'm the only one. And how many were there, 7,000 or 700? I don't remember. 7,000. Yeah, and God said, well, as a matter of fact, I have 7,000 just like you. So get over yourself. You know, we have to get out of our head. And as I said earlier, for those of you who weren't here, the Christian life is not about a changed life. It's about an exchanged life. Now, how do, you, how do I know what that means? Well, get in the Bible and start looking up all the scriptures of being in Christ or through Christ. That will tell you what you're supposed to exchange. And I'm going to tell you something else that I've come to realize. And some of you, it's, this is going to slay your sacred cow. It's either going to slay your sacred cow or cause you to erect a higher one. So take your, your pick. You know, in the early days, and Pam, you'll attest to this, we were taught all about curses and generational curses. And we had to break all the generational curses. How many of you... You know, you, you know that, you believe it, whatever. Except, except, you know, I realized something. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, therefore, and you know, if you see therefore, you're supposed to look at what it's there for. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, in Christ exchange, he is a new, new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So do I have to pay for the sins of my ancestors? I don't think so. Will they try to visit me, perhaps? But what if I rise up in the great exchange? I'm a new creation. Curses, you're passed away. I don't have to, to practice witchcraft like my grandma did. Grandma's did. I remember one of my aunts uh, had ovarian cancer. And uh, I would walk in. And she's actually was the first one to ever tell me about Jesus. But she came to the Lord late in her life, well after she was diagnosed. And praise God, the one who comes in at the end of the day gets the same reward. And I would walk in and there would be raw eggs under the bed. And I would ask, Granny, what, why are you putting raw eggs under the bed? And well, it absorbs all the curses, she would tell me. It absor- absorbs the evil. Well, let me tell you something. If raw eggs absorb evil, you should not eat them. (laughs) You know, there were always candles in my other grandmother. There were always candles burning because she was burning candles to St. 
whoever. Saint this and saint that. You know, all that will do is burn the house keep down. It's not going to... This, this, the saints, we're saints. <laughs> and so I'm just saying I, it's time to renew our mind. And I honestly have come to the place in my life where I do not believe that this body, temple of the Holy Spirit, can house the presence of Jesus Christ through his spirit and house evil or curses or whatever you want to call them. In fact, the apostle Paul said, what fellowship does the temple of God have with Belial, who is the name of the devil? But see, we haven't believed the exchange. We're still stuck in that old covenant mindset. And so if that offends you, then, you know, sometimes when we get offended, we need to be offended. Because I used to do all that stuff too. You know, oh, it's passed down. Well, no, when I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, old things were passed away, not passed down. But I have to believe it. I have to believe it. And I have to stand for it. I have to gestate it, and I have to birth it. If you weren't so pregnant, I'd just have you stand up with me the whole time, Amy. She's going, thank God. So one of the consistent words for 2024, we talked about this two weeks ago, is it would be a year to rest from the, the hardships of 2023. And those of you who've been here know it was one of the hardest, if not the hardest year of my life. I think I've decided it was the hardest, I think. And last week, another consistent word, still seeing it, 2024 is the year of more. And even the year of much more, the Hebrew letters are an open door. The other consistent word, next week we're going to go on to some real exciting things. In fact, I believe, I sensed during worship that if you will get here at the beginning, something miraculous is going to happen. I don't know if that means in you, through you, for you, I don't know. But I saw those of you who would bother to be here on time. Now, this morning was an exception because it was so foggy, I'm telling you the truth. I missed my exit to... to um, 281 because I couldn't see it and all of a sudden I was where am I I literally I did not know where I was I used to live in Germany and anybody ever been in Germany when it's foggy and literally the fog would get so thick that to drive you had to open the door to make sure you were on the right side of the road that's how bad it was and that we only did that once or twice but it, it was awful but to, this morning was close. I mean, the visibility, I don't think, was an eighth of a mile where I was coming from. So I appreciate you being here, really, too, because, I mean, these are not ideal conditions. But the other word that has been consistently given throughout the body of Christ is the word ascend. And so today I want to talk to you about 2024. It's time to come up higher. Because it's in coming up higher that the miracles will occur. You realize in the Bible, to receive the miracles that most of the people received, of the 28, I think, recorded miracles, the majority of them, the recipients, not all of them, but the majority of them, the recipients had to go out of their way. They had to come up higher to receive. 
whether it was pushing through the crowd like the woman with the issue of blood, whether it was the blind men shouting out and being told to shut their mouth by the crowd, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So many of them required audacious actions to receive. So if the Lord tells me to do something ridiculous, which I'll tell you that at least I thought it was a little bit odd. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. And so this, the scripture reference, of course, is 2024. So we'll look at Psalm 24 because it calls us to ascend. Now, this is a very interesting scripture. Now, let me tell you something. When the Lord asks a questions in the Bible, if you'll just be quiet, he'll answer it for you. When the Lord asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel just said, well, you know. Don't be dumb and smart off an answer. <laughs> if he asks you a question, he'll answer it if you let him. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness of it, the world and they who dwell in it. He's founded it upon the seas, established it upon the currents and the rivers. Here's the question. Who shall go up into the mountain of the Lord? That's a question, right? So who's going to go to the highest place in the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? Good question. Answer, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. What does that mean, clean hands is? I don't, I don't shed my, my brother's blood by speaking evil and slandering people and gossiping. That's clean hands. And a pure heart. That means I think the word of God. I think the truth. I don't think bad things about people. I'm ready to believe the best. That, I might not get it. You know, sometimes people misquote the scripture. I'm going to give you an example of that right now. I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to. They'll misquote the scripture and say, well, love believes the best. That's not what it says. It says love is ever ready to believe the best. That doesn't mean you're going to get the best, but you're ready. Well, let me tell you something. The devil studies the word who is Jesus more than you can imagine. Here's a good example. I don't, you may know it. If you do, you're going to hear it again. Psalm 91 which we're going to talk about in a minute because it's the high place. And in Psalm 91, in the temptation in the wilderness, what does the devil quote? He quotes Psalm 91, but guess what? The Hebrew was translated into the Greek. That is what we call the Septuagint. So when the devil quoted Psalm 91 to Jesus, he shall give his angels charge over you, he quoted it from the Greek, not the Hebrew. Because the Hebrew says he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Now, the Amplified teaches us it's the ways of obedience and service unto the Lord. But in the Septuagint, when it was translated into Greek, that was left out. So when the devil quotes Psalm 91 to Jesus, he quotes from the Greek. He'll give his angels charge over you and they shall bear you up in their hands. You see, he left out the obedient part. So if Jesus had listened and thrown himself off the precipice of the mountain to receive the lying promise of the devil, the angels would not have been authorized to catch him. So I'm saying this to you to tell you the devil will always twist the word and he knows it better than you and I. So beware. Go back to the book. See if it's so, and be accurate. 
Okay, so who shall go to the mountain of the Lord? Clean hands, pure heart. Here you go. And has not lifted himself up to falsehood or to what is false. That means I am not going to believe the lie. When Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written, he quoted the word exactly. Well, I don't know what that will, well, then hold your Bible until you do. It's okay, hold your phone. It's got the Bible on it. He, who? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not believe lies, has not sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the description of those who seek him, who seek your face. So who is going to stand in a high place? It tells you who. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place, I, you know, the Lord spoke to me and I, I love this. He said, in order to know my secrets, you have to ascend to the secret place. You can't just live any old way, fill your mind with the smut of certain television shows. I personally really don't listen to the news for the most part. And I don't even really listen to weather because it's usually wrong. In fact, just to give you a little secret, I was watching a meteorologist one day. And she said, and it was like a seven-day forecast. She goes, but I'm just going to tell, I'm going to be honest with you, she said. There is no way to be accurate until at least three days prior to the event. And I found that to be true. They just like to scare you. You know, it makes for ratings. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, the Hebrew word El Elyon, one of the names of God, the Most High God, shall remain stable. If you're unstable today, I have a question for you. Where are you dwelling? He who dwells in the secret place of El Elyon shall remain stable, fixed under the shadow of the Almighty. Almighty? Hebrew, El Shaddai. El the Shaddai breasted. He's the breasted one. What does that mean? It means your demand is in his supply. You've heard my story of uh, came upon some de a dead mother possum and there were at least 10 little creature possums. A car had hit the possum. And those babies, they were blind, of course. They had just been born after she died, and they were struggling to get to her mammary glands. I don't know what you call them on a possum, but they needed nourishment. And they finally found, I, I stood there and I watched. It was horrible. We called the city to come get this. Uh, well, I don't feel sorry much for possums, but they are living beings, and I just don't want them in my yard. And they were all attached to the, to the mother's mammary glands, her breast. And they were sucking for dear life. And I stood there and I thought, how often do we do that? We attach ourselves to things that we think will nourish us and sustain our souls and satisfy us, but it's dead. It's temporary satisfaction. The cars, the homes, the new things. And I like new things, don't you? If I had my way, don't tell my husband, I promise you it's true. I would give away everything in my house once a year and totally redecorate it. But my husband has three designations after his name. Certified, 
public accountant. So he won't let me. But I would. I like you. But how long does that satisfy? Maybe a week? Maybe. Not long. You know why? It's dead. So we need to attach ourselves to the all-breasted one. Whose power no foe can withstand, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Let's say that. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Psalm 91 is two things. You have to dwell in him and you have to say right things about God. And listen to the promise in verses 9 and 10. When you live in the high place, when you ascend and you get your nourishment from the breasted one, how do you do that? The word. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the most high your dwelling place. There, where? In the high place, almighty God, El Shaddai. There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Well, then why? I don't know, but I know what it says, and it's true. Psalm 15. Who? Here you go again. Lord, who shall dwell in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? Gives the answer. He who walks and lives uprightly and blamelessly, who works rightness and justice and speaks and thinks the truth in his heart, he who does not slander with his tongue. Let me just say... Something I say all the time, she who talks to you, talks about you. Take it to the bank. Somebody slandering you behind their back or talking or slandering somebody else to your face, they're slandering you behind their back. Across the board, 100%. I was talking to a friend, she'd gone to play bridge or something like that with a new group. And she said, Sandy, they were all talking bad about the people that weren't there. And I said, well, you need to get out because I guarantee you when you're not there, they're talking about you. Just the way it is. Nor does evil to his friend, nor takes up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, who swears to his own hurt and does not change. What does that mean? It means I keep my word even if it hurts. If I tell you something, you should be able to take it to the bank. I remember several years ago when I had that dental crisis and ended up in the hospital for four days, intubated, unconscious, the whole package. I got the whole package deal, including the bill. And I remember when I finally had my faculties back, I remembered I had promised my grandchildren I would go to their concert the following night. And I was absolutely aghast. And I called Kelly and I said, I missed their concert. And I promised them I would be there. And she said, uh, Mom, we covered it. I don't care. I gave my word. Now, that was not, I couldn't help that. But that's how firm I am on my word. The other day at church, my youngest granddaughter came up to me and goes, Mamie, do you have any chocolates? I said, no, sweetie, I'll bring them later. To, we're going to a soccer game. And she said, well, I'm not going. I said, well, then I'll give them to your mom to, to bring home. And so I brought them, and she wasn't there, so I slipped them in Courtney's purse. And later on, I texted her, and I said, Courtney, by the way, I promised Adeline chocolate, and I slipped it in your purse. She goes, ah, she didn't even remember. I said, I don't care. She goes, well, I'm going to eat it for a snack tomorrow. 
because she's the youngest and she's a little, you know, on the youngest side. And, and I said, no, I gave her my word. Now that might sound silly to you, but that's how firm I am on my word. If you give your word, even if it hurts you, do it. Which reminds me, I have to leave immediately. I'm sorry. Somebody uh, is in a little bit of a crisis and I promised to bring them something. So I, I have to keep my word. He who does not put out his money at interest and who will not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be moved. I was remembering he who does not put out his money in interest. I remember years ago, this is back in the 1970s. And we had a neighbor who came to us and said, I'm just broke. I can't feed my family. Can I borrow $500? Now, in the 1970s, I'm not saying that's not a lot of money, but in the 1970s, that was a lot of money. And so Randy loaned it to him. Now, Jesus said, this is terrible scripture. <laughs> Lend expecting nothing in return. And that's what we got. And finally, Randy went to him and he said, I forgive you the debt. I, I don't even want interest. I just forgive you the debt. It's not worth your peace. And some of you just have to do that. If you lend your money out, you just better prepare, be prepared not to get it back. Because that is a possibility. Revelation 4.1. Jesus said, come up here and I will show you what may, must take place in the future. Well, how, how do you know his secrets? He who dwells in the secret place. You got to come up higher. You have to put down the distractions. You need to turn off the TV. You need to spend time with him. Open your Bible in your lap. Get out a journal and a pen and a piece of paper. Record what you hear. There is a cost to descending. I, uh, the, this is what the Holy Spirit quickened to me the other day. And, and I told you last week, ask the Lord to give you a word for 2024. We did that in our marriage group the other night, didn't we, Jovette? It was so much fun. We asked every couple to come up with a word for 2024 and to live that word out. And then when we always have an end of the year Thanksgiving feast, when you come back, share how you walked out that word. And I mean, we just really laughed and had a blast. I can't wait to see how some of those words are fulfilled. And one of them, this was my favorite. He said, I, my word is romantic. And we were all, can't wait to hear how that happens. But my word that I rebuked the Lord on was love. And I just said, oh no. Because love, God's love, agape love is not a feeling. It's an action verb. And it begins with love is patient. That's how it begins. It gets worse as it goes on. And this is what the Lord quickened to me. Get your degree in the law of love. For it is the royal law, the highest law of the kingdom. And I'm tested just about every day. Love is not touchy. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. It takes no account of a wrong suffered. It pays no attention. Now, that's what's hard. I'll forgive, but I certainly do want to spend a little bit of time paying attention to it, don't you? Come on, let's tell the truth. I mean, Dee Dee, as sweet as Lewis is, does he ever make you mad? Yeah, see, she choked when I said that. No, because you don't count. Talking to your wife. So there's a cost to ascending. It's going to cost you your time. 
It's going to cost you sacrifices of obedience. The Lord may be asking you to do things you don't want to do. Last week, I'm not going to give you the details, but I'm coming home. I'm meeting my husband. He was coming home early. We had someplace to be. And I was on the most horrible road in town right now, in my opinion, which is the access road of 1604. Because there are, I mean, anybody ever seen Star Wars? I don't want you to get offended if you don't like Star Wars. I couldn't care less, but I have children. And there's those cement barriers. And you really have to keep your eyes focused ahead and not on the cement barriers. Because, you know, you will go where your attention takes you. And I, I can't stand it. So I had just lifted my foot off the accelerator. Thank the Lord. And all of a sudden, pow, I'm rear-ended hard. I mean hard. And uh, glory to God that my foot wasn't on the accelerator because you know if your foot's on the accelerator, the impact is worse. And so my first thought was, I wonder if the person is going to even pull over because there was no way to stop right there. It would have blocked traffic for miles. It was one lane. And my second thought was that my chiropractor is out right now. Those were my two first thoughts. And so, but he, the person did pull over and it was very, very complicated. I'm not going to go into the details, but it was extremely complicated. And so, you know, you have to exchange information. And so when I gave my card, I mean, it says Sandy Ross, Women's Pastor Summit Church. And the person saw you're a pastor, fell on their knees weeping and buries their head in my lap. Now, what am I supposed to do? I pray. I begin to pray. And I prayed loud and I prayed with all my might. Couldn't find their insurance, but thank God they are which, you know, I wanted because I want to have to pay anything out of my pocket, even though I have good insurance. And so, so what do you do? I mean, I had to make a sacrifice of obedience. I could have gotten out and gotten mad and saying, what on earth were you thinking? Person admitted I was looking at my phone. But there was a lot more complications than that. And so it involves a sacrifice. The Lord may ask you to do things you don't want to do. Do you think I felt like praying? I did not. Do you think I even felt like if I told you all the circumstances, you'd you'd understand? Do you think I even wanted to pray? I did not. Do you think I wanted to be super nice and comforting? comforting Randy won't even drive my car because he's embarrassed. And then if how many of you have ever had anything like that happen to you? It spells one word, inconvenient, because it's not like the insurance company that you pay, you know, half a year's wages to is going to come get your car and take it and have it inspected and find out what it's going to cost. And then, you know, give you a Bentley to drive with a chauffeur. (laughs) That's not what happens. And so it's going to cost me time and attention and a lot of inconvenience. And so, but you know what? God said love. So I'll pay no attention to a wrong suffered. And you know what? It's already working because my insurer said, I got a text. 
you have been determined innocent, you have no liability, and we are waiving your deduction. So, but you know, what if I had cussed out the person? You, boy, you've really inconvenienced me. I just got back from a ministry luncheon. I'm meeting my husband, my dog. They, they, you know, no. You have to make right choices. It's time to come up higher. Jude 121. Be, you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourself in the love of God. But you know what it says in the Amplified Classic? It says, rise like an edifice, higher and higher. God is calling us higher, 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 higher. He's calling us to rise up higher to get my degree in the law of love. So I'm going to tell you a story, and then we'll close. Two stories, actually. Three stories, actually. And then we're closing. So um, I think I've told you this before. Many years ago, it was Christmas, and I had to run into North Star Mall. Well, guess what? At Christmas, you don't run into North Star Mall. So I go in the parking garage. There's no parking. I'm on the first. I think there's either five or seven levels. I don't remember. First level, nothing. And the discouraging part is there's two or three cars ahead of me wanting the same thing. Second level, nothing. Third level, nothing. Fourth level, nothing. I really think there are seven levels. And I just said, Lord, what am I going to do? I can't turn around. I can't get out of this. I'm going in circles. I think I'm getting dizzy. And finally, I get up to the top level. There's no covering over it. The sky is the limit. But there were so many parking places. And I heard the Lord say to me, few people are willing to go at, to the top because it costs time and trouble. But once you get there, there's a free open space. And I had my choice. And I ran in, ran out, left. And the descent is much easier than the ascent. <laughs> Recently, I went to get just regular labs, and I chose to go to Quest over where Stone Oak Methodist is. You know, you get to pick. And I uh, had an appointment, left 30 minutes ahead of time, gave myself what Randy calls margin. Everything's cool, right? I get there. There is not one parking place in the entire parking lot. I'm calling Randy. I said, Randy, I don't know what to do. There's no parking. He goes, there's a parking garage. Go in the parking garage. One level, Nothing. Second level, nothing. Third level, nothing. I get to the fifth level. I'm telling you the truth. There was one parking space. One. And it was, the cars are like this. And the only parking space was straight in where these other cars are going to be backing out. And I take that one parking space thinking, how am I ever going to back out without hitting these other cars? But I had to because I was going to be late, which I don't know why I was concerned because I waited 30 minutes and I had an appointment. But love is patient. Love is patient. See, you have to be willing to go to the top. But at the top, there's so many blessings waiting for you. See, I wasn't late because I went to the top. Last week, this is my cool story. I was really praying. I needed an answer from heaven. And I was in the secret place. And remember, in the secret place, God will tell you his secrets. And I heard just coming out of my, the belly. Pam talked about rivers this morning. I heard coming out of the river, Ezekiel 34. And it's a passage in verses 24 through 28. 
when I also heard Ezekiel 12. Let me read to you Ezekiel 12, 23, 24. No, Ezekiel 12, 23, and 25. Here you go. The days are at hand and the fulfillment of every vision. For I am the Lord, I will speak. The word that I shall speak shall be performed and it will no longer be delayed. I will speak the word and I will perform it. Therefore, say to them, thus says the Lord God, there shall none of my words be deferred anymore. But the word which I have spoken shall be performed, says the Lord God. Now, unfortunately, this was to a disobedient people and he was talking about judgment. But we're new covenant believers. And he's not speaking to us about judgment. He's speaking to us about the birthing. Time to push the promises out. Ezekiel 34, 24. I, the Lord, will be their God. And my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken it. And I will confirm with them a covenant of peace. And I will cause evil beasts to cease out of the land. And my people will dwell safely in the wilderness. And I will make them the places around my hill a blessing. And I will cause the showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of good insured by God's favor. And the trees of the field, where are the trees? will yield fruit and the earth will yield increase and my people will be secure in their land and they will be confident and know I am the Lord when I have broken the bars of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those who made slaves of them. And they will no more be a prey to the nations, nor shall the beasts of the earth devour them. And they will dwell safely and none will make them afraid in the day of the Messiah's reign. How many of you know we are in the day of the Messiah's reign? And I'm going to tell you something. 2023 was probably one of the most insecure, unsafe feelings of a season in my whole life. And so for God to tell me, I'm bringing you to a safe and secure place, a place of rest, a place of more, a place of open doors, a place where you will ascend if you'll take the time to do it. But here's the deal. I said to the Lord, because you know, Sometimes it just feels too good to be true. <laughs> Growing up, I never felt safe. I never knew when my, last, my next punishment would come, and it always did. And I carried that into my adult years. I saw God with a baseball bat. He was going to strike me out because I missed the ball too many times. And you may not relate to that. That's my story. doesn't mean it's yours. But I guarantee you, every, every single one of us has unsafe times or times we don't feel secure. And I said to the Lord, Lord, if I heard you correctly, I'm asking you to confirm it. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I did. I had an open bookshelf upstairs, and I've gotten rid of a great majority of my books because how many of you know you can click a button these days and get it right Online, but I saved all my books on the blood of Jesus and some of my books on my, from my favorite authors. I've given the rest away. For those of you who are half price book junkies, you can take about five cases of books. They'll give you 10 bucks. It's not worth it. Give it away. Pass it on. Give it to people who will read it. And so, um, but I didn't want an open bookcase anymore because I don't like, if you know me at all, I don't like dust. And so I wanted something closed. So I had looked for quite some time, finally found something. And I said, well, invoice me, I'll pay you, and we'll set up the delivery. 
So I get the invoice online. This is all in the same day. I look at the invoice. Of course, the first thing I look at is the amount. After I recovered, I noticed at the top of the invoice the name of the chest. And it was called an Ezekiel chest. Now, that might not mean anything to you. But, I mean, 30 minutes before, I had said, Lord, confirm that this Ezekiel word is mine. And I get an Ezekiel chest, but it doesn't stop there. The name Ezekiel means God is strong. And biblically, are you ready for this? A chest symbolizes a sacred house. In the Bible, it held the Ten Commandments, held the Word of God. It also symbolizes a breastplate of righteousness, faith, and love. So I got it yesterday. I will be spending a lot of time looking at my Ezekiel chest because it stands as a symbol of the promise that God is eliminating the predators, the harmful beast. He's bringing showers of blessings of good ensured by his favor because today is the day of the Messiah's reign. He's not a far off God, so draw near. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Receive from him. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your time. It might cost you your treasures. God may tell you to give something. I was looking the other day at my spring clothes, and I realized, and I'm not exaggerating, that I've given half of them away. Didn't even realize I had. I saw people in need that were my size. Gave it, gave it, gave it. I had somebody the other day say to me, uh, she showed me a picture. She said, I'm there, they don't have much. She said, Sandy, all my sisters are the same size. And we've shared the clothes. And she showed me pictures. And that just blessed me. So what does that mean? It means I get you clothes. <laughs> Father, thank you so much. You're calling us to rise up higher. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, so we shall. But Father, I pray for everyone listening to me right now that we will choose life, that we will choose the blessing in order that we may live and our descendants. Thank you, Lord, for the power of choice. And thank you that we're getting ready to birth your promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, Subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting ChosenEssay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.